Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Pick up some merch while you're there. Thank you to KAVCT1 for saying, I just can't. Her review reads, it's hard to go a day without listening to you ladies. I literally will re-listen to old shows just because I love you so much. You guys are the best and make bad days better because there's no way that someone can listen to you without smiling mm-hmm. or laughing. Thank you for being here for all of us moms who need reminders now and then that we are amazing no matter what. P.S. I decided to buy a digital version of your guys' books so that I can listen throughout the week while I wait for the next podcast. Oh, I love that. Everybody else should do that too. Oh, thank you buy for on this Amazon. review. It's very sweet. <laughs> and don't forget the Tioli merch. Tioli, where you I can get it. your merch. Just <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> uh, the worst accent. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I have a cappuccino too. <laughs> Meredith is her own biggest fan. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Tioli, she's your host, <laughs> Meredith Masony, and I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to shoot the shit like we normally do because, you know, we're, we're not all about that organized life. You know what I'm saying? 2020. Yeah, but it's going to be good. We might have a surprise. Oh, Okay. I don't, there's no surprise. Just oh God, go with it. Okay, sorry. Gotta keep sorry. people listening. Okay. <laughs> there's always a surprise. You never know what's going to come up. Uh, today we have Brittany opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at three one five eight three four two six nine six and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Hi, my name is Brittany, and I have one daughter who's ten. Let's open the show with the momsville moment. We're all here because we all struggle as moms. And anyone who says they haven't sits on a huge throne of lies. There's obviously a linebacker. Thanks. I love you guys. Have a great day. A throne of lies. Elf. I love her. I do. I That's love That's my that. favorite movie. Yeah. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Do you have any significant mom fails this week? Oh, dude. No, let's skip the mom fail because... First of all, you're a sucker, and I knew it was coming, dude. Last week, we talked about the friggin' hamster and guinea pig and about how Sophia's, like, crying and begging and Meredith's trying to be tough. And then this week on Instagram, lo and behold, I see in her stories she's at a friggin' pet store buying this kid the hamsters. You couldn't even wait a whole week. All right, so, yes, I folded. (laughs) It was like, the cutest thing I have ever seen. Like a deck of cards. Um, she She's filming Sophia in this store, and Sophia is sobbing, like having a breakdown in the gerbil food aisle. It was the cutest thing. And then the whole way home, she was like sobbing. And Meredith's like, I'm not taking care of it, yeah. just so you know. It yeah. was so sweet. So we get there, right? And of course... I, f- First of all, we thought that we had done adequate research for these guinea pigs, but little did we know that when you buy them in pairs, which is really how you're supposed to buy them, because 
I didn't know that they had to be paired up because they get lonely. Um, and so, or actually I did know that, but what I didn't know was how much space they needed in a cage when you have two of them versus one of them. And Mm. it's like exponentially bigger, which is ridiculous because they're not that big, but yet they need like a cage that's like almost five feet long, which when you're putting it in a room, it's a massive, it's a massive cage. So of course, when we go to this pet store, guess what they don't have? A five foot cage? A five foot cage. So what do you have to do then? Then you have to figure out, because it's like, we're already here. What am I going to do? Not buy the guinea pigs at this point? Because she's already fallen to the floor, crying with just such sheer joy and delightment. It it, it was an intense ride home. Well, listen, we didn't even get to the ride home yet. Let's get through the store and then we'll get to the ride home. So she, she is looking at them. She's contemplating which one she wants to get. Um, I tell her like, look, we need to go sit in the car for a minute because we need to like plan this out because now we have guinea pigs that you want to take home and we have no place to put them. Like we can't just have guinea pigs roaming around the house shitting all over the place. Like that's not a thing that we can do. Plus the dogs, like I'm panicked about the dogs. So we go to the car, we're researching, we're researching, we're looking to see which crate we can get here fastest. Because of course it's like these things aren't shipping until midweek, end of week, next week. So we um we look through and find a crate that we can buy that'll be here by like Thursday. We go back into the store and we just buy like this octagon like fencing thing. It's basically like a playpen for the guinea pig because there's no top. Right? Put them in the bathtub. Yeah. So I said I said um I said to the guy who was helping us, I said, are they like hamsters? Will they climb out and like run all over my house? And they said, no, guinea pigs don't climb and they don't escape. They're, they literally are descent, like descendants of pigs or whatever. So they like to root around and be on the floor. They're not climbers. They won't do that like hamster ball thing or that wheel thing. Like it hurts them. They're like, they're not, they're not built for that, which made me feel better. But like this, she has this octagon, like playpen on the floor of her room. And there are now these like poop and peed colored shavings, like just being kicked out all over the floor in her room. And I walk in, it just smells like a barnyard. It's so disgusting. But the best part of this whole experience was we get to the front, we buy the food, we buy the hay, we buy this, the bedding, we buy the crate we buy the water bottle they need vitamin c drops because they'll get scurvy like it's super intense we get two guinea pigs a black and a white one that she's named bessie like the cow picture we have on the wall and a brown and black one that she's named tootsie 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 like a tootsie roll tootsie so we get in the car and all of a sudden she just breaks down and starts sobbing and of course I turn my camera on because I can't help myself and I said what's wrong why are you crying and she's like I just I can't even believe I know I'm too getting and she's just like she's crying and she's sobbing and she's just saying thank you and I'm just like I'm not taking care of these pets you know you're gonna have to take care of this on your own well the further we get down the road this is what she says to me and this is not in the video but she says I now know what it feels like to be a mom (laughs) 
she just starts crying. And I'm like, oh my God, she's lost her mind. She continues to go on. And I say to her, look, we need to get this crate set up quickly because you have to babysit tonight. She got her first legitimate babysitting job in the neighborhood. She goes, I, I just became a mom. I can't go to work right now. I mean, <laughs> who, who's going to watch my guinea pigs while I'm babysitting? And I said, look, you've gone off your rocker. And she's like, you can't, you can't just make somebody go to work after they've had babies. And I said, look, there is no maternity leave for guinea pigs. Like you need to relax. And she was so mad that she had to go babysit. She called me like four times, asked me to check on the guinea pigs, asked me to make sure that they were okay. I was like, they're, they're fine. They're in the same spot they were when you left. They're in, they're in the crate. And so she, she has been, every time she goes and cleans the crate, which is excessive at this moment in time because it's fun and it's new. She's like, I cleaned up eight pieces of poop. I did this. I did that. You know, but I was like, okay, that's great. She's like, I just want to let you know um, that when I was cleaning up the poop, Tootsie pooped again, but I got it directly as it came out of her butt. I'm like, no, 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 we don't. I don't Mm. need to know about this at all. Just Mm. throw it in the garage. Garbage can. I don't want. So let's, let's, let's try this. Let me see if this, if this works. Oh, no, it's not going to work. Oh, wait. Yes, hold on. Why are you crying? <laughs> because I have two guinea pigs. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it for so long. And I finally had... That was her. I love her. It gets more intense after that. Like... Yeah, it does. Well, congratulations on your new addition. Yeah. Somebody in the feed just said, oh my God, you're a grandma now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so a lot of people were like, man, Brian's in the back seat and he's stone cold. So Brian had a rough day because Brian has wanted a cat. And of course we go into this place and they've got two cats for adoption. So in the middle of all this, he has a breakdown in the middle of the store. I'm so sad. I'm like, well, because you can't take a cat home? No, 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 not that. Because those cats have to live in the store and they don't get to go home and be loved by anyone. And we're oh. like, so he's full on meltdown. Mm. And, and, and that's, so he was, I had to distract him with building a skateboard ramp, which now I have to do next weekend to get him nice. off the cat. Was yeah. it like a bribe? We were going like to do a... it anyway, but no, I just No, that was going to happen. But he, see, he keeps saying... I I'll take the cat home and it can just live in my room and we just won't let it out. And I said, so let me get this straight. We're now going to have a cat be a prisoner in your room instead of being a prisoner here at the pet store. I said, buddy, that's not how it works. I said, cats are very solitary most of the time. So they'll be hiding and then they'll come out to play sometimes when they see you or whatever. I said, but the problem, we've got a big dog and I don't know that it makes sense to bring home a cat to mix with the dog, you know, and he's like, it's the only thing you're not allergic to. You have dogs and you're allergic to those. You can't have a cat. I said, I just can't right at this moment. But I said, I will revisit the cat conversation when we're in a better frame of mind to have that conversation, which is probably never, but I didn't tell him that. When I'm trying to like get my kids to forget about something, sometimes I get so extreme, like in the heat of the moment, you know what I mean? They're like, can we go to bounce down under, you know, as we're driving by? And I'm like, no, guys, you know, not today. 
and they start to have a breakdown and I'm just like, I can't handle it in the car. And so I'm like, we will go to Disney next week though. <laughs> so stop crying. <laughs> like, I don't really say that, but like, that's how I am in those moments. Like I, the skateboard ramp reminded me of that. It's like, no, you can't get a cat, but I'll build you a skate park in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what skateboards that was going to happen anyway, though, because he's been, he's actually just really taken to this whole skateboarding thing as like a sport. Love that. So Dave has been talking about building a ramp that we can pull out of the garage to use on the, um, sidewalk. So that's, it's, I mean, I'm not a fan of skateboarding. It looks like something that's going to cause a lot of injuries, but yeah. he really likes it. The, the Dude, thing with has- Brian is that you can't, if you say maybe, maybe is a green light to check in every 30 seconds. <laughs> and if you say yeah. it will happen on this day, it, there's a check in every hour up through that day. He does not, for, he, he will not remember to brush his teeth. Put his shoes on. He tried to leave to go to school this morning without shoes. Mm. He won't remember that. But he will remember that you promised French fries on the way to some random place on like five years from now. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has nothing to do with anything. But let me tell you that I flew a kite yesterday and it was a transcending experience for me. Really? Listen, for three days now, I've been trying to fly a kite in my neighborhood. I say it's for the kids. I got these kites on Amazon, dude, okay? And I'm trying to fly them in my neighborhood. And I didn't understand how to fly a kite. So I'm putting it like three feet above me and just twirling around. And like it's it keeps crashing into cars and into trees. And I'm like, this isn't really fun. I don't understand the point. Well, my next door neighbor comes outside and he's like, he's a police officer and we've never really spoken. And he's like, you want me to launch it for you? And I, like, I didn't know what to say because I, like, I didn't want to be rude and be like, no. So of course I'm like, yeah, launch it. And I didn't know what that meant. So he's like, okay, when I throw it up, you let go of the line and he threw it and I let go of the line. And when I tell you that this was up above the clouds, the kite was above the clouds. And I didn't know that that's how you're supposed to fly a kite. I was like below roof level is where <laughs> I had been trying around to... with holding it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it kept crashing into vehicles. And I'm like, I don't get why people think this is fun, but then it was up in the friggin' clouds, dude. And I can't stop thinking about it. It was the most fun I've had in a really long time. And Caden's like, let me have a try. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so heavy. And I don't know why, but it was like, it was, Oh my gosh, I can't, I'm going to, I know there's like a, a hurricane outside, but I'm going to try it again today. And I just, it's this the most a great fun. time to fly a kite. It's windy. I don't know why. And I, I just kept like giggling like a weirdo and my neighbor's like inching back towards his house. I'm like, I didn't know this is how you did it. This is so good. And he's like, okay, crazy uh, lady. It was, uh, we, were so we were, we were driving through Sarasota one time. Isn't that where they had that a big ki- they had kite, a kite festival? festival? Yeah. Massive kites, like the size of your car. Yeah. Like just big, huge kites flying everywhere. It was really cool. I'll be there. And they're very pretty. And you just watch them just floating around up there. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, man. Well, last week when I tried first, I we, we had like this octopus kite that I got on Amazon. I couldn't get it up. So me and the kids hopped in a golf cart and we're just driving full speed and trying to get it some air and like holding it out the side of the golf cart. And Chloe would be like, you're doing it, mommy. And then it would slam into the ground. And I'm like... <laughs> 
this is, I don't get it, but I'll fly a kite all day. It, it was so much fun. And um, yeah, so I just felt like everyone needed to know if you're feeling stressed or if things aren't going your way, get a frigging kite, dude, and go fly it. And you'll be like, wow. So when we, we had one for Brian and he's, he's very little and he was much smaller then. So I took his little fishing pole and I tied the kite to his fishing pole. Genius. And I just let him go. I'd launched it Genius. and then I had him. That's all he had to do. When yeah. you got to hand reel it, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. But if you had a fishing pole, that's genius. Well, and he's, yeah, he, he probably only weighed 30 pounds at the time. So it would have just taken him and, you know, he'd have gone with the kite. That's awesome. I can't, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Like I really want to go back out there. Um, speaking of, there's like a storm, Etta, Eda, um, in our town where like Meredith and I live like, um, in Florida, it's like projected to do all this crazy stuff. And I haven't like really given it any thought because it doesn't, everybody keeps saying that we're in the clear, but then at nine o'clock last night, I got a phone call from Sarasota County and they said, schools are closed tomorrow. And I was thinking like, I'm grateful that I'm in a position where I work from home. So the kids being here isn't that intense, but imagine like having to go to work like at an actual place and then finding out at nine o'clock the night before that your kids have to be out of school. What are you going to do? You have to like scramble to make plans, call out of work and stuff like that. I guess it could be worse if your like house gets destroyed in a hurricane, but I mean, it's not even windy here. I don't understand. Well, and, and the problem with these storms is they, they have to go, they have to make a decision based on where it was at that point in time. And it could have shifted so much that it won't come to your area. Like we're watching it too, cause we're now on the other coast, but it's showing that it's projected to enter in on the West coast and exit out through us on the East coast. So it is that we are supposed to get bad weather from it, but it feels like it's so far away that it's probably, you know, by the time it gets to us, like, I don't know. I mean, we're obviously watching it. And, and if it looks like I'm it's supposed to hop on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I really don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't know. I have dreams of plane crashes every single night, every night, every night, dude. No, a plane. you do not. Yeah, I promise. A, no, not every I, night. I, I swear. I have repetitive dreams all the time and they vary. Like sometimes it's about my parents. Sometimes it's about a house that I've never seen before, but it's the same house in my dreams every night. And I like live there. And recently it's been about planes constantly every single night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know it's not like a premonition. But isn't that just because you realized you have to fly? Probably. Yeah. That's like fear that I have and I have anxiety and I can't take drugs. So I have to be on this plane, just sober as a bird. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so scary. And I try to take my mind off of it. It's just, what if they let you fly a kite from the plane? See, that would make things better if I could just hold it out the window. You know what I mean? This is my emotional support kite. And I just (laughs) walk on the plane with a kite. This is my emotional support, Kate, and I just need it for a little bit. If you could open this window, I'm just going to fly it out the side here. I don't think I'm asking too much. Yeah. But this will be the first time that I've been on a plane since the pandemic, and I don't know what to expect. I don't know what it's going to be like. I prefer not to even do it, but I have to. Well, you Uh, you could drive, but that's a long hike. 
I'm going to be honest with you. And this makes me sound like a real baby back biatch, but like, first of all, I, I don't know if it's because I haven't left my house that much lately or what, but the idea driving, like leaving scares me, leaving the house, driving terrifies me. I'm, I'm, I have like night blindness or something. Cause me my too. astigmatism. Me too. I so, have the night blindness. Yeah. So trying to drive, there's like laser beams coming off of every single light Yeah, and I can't see and I get really overwhelmed. And then if I'm like up against a concrete barrier with like a semi on the other side of me, I'm like, this is where I die. I can't breathe. Oh. And so, so I'm going to, I'm going to cut. So I was driving from before the pandemic all the way up to St. Augustine. And I was just passing Sarasota where they're having all sorts of construction. And oh. I was an hour from home concrete barrier on my left standstill traffic big semi to my right and I had a panic attack I literally had to call my doctor because then I realized I didn't bring my meds so I called my doctor I'm like I either got to turn around or you got to call it in at like the nearest Publix so she called it into a Publix for me and instantly it went away what are these meds well, no, I, just knowing that I was going no, like, like to have them. No, like for me, they're, they're, knowing I'm going to have them makes me feel better. Well, and it's and, it. and it's and it's like a like it's like a lorazepam where it's just like when you're having a, a, a anxiety attack and you have are dying. It's not daily meds, no, but like it's no. a it's it's. Like I thought a, you meant you took the med and it went. No, away. no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, so I was getting ready to turn around and drive back home because I was not going to go for the weekend without it. And I, I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. Yeah. It's, it's like short and I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like it's a real thing. And it's interesting that you experience that Dave, you seem very like stoic and like, sure. Seven of- years ago, I would have said that that's, you shouldn't feel like that at all. That, that, that's not, but now, I mean, it happens. I've, I've probably had four or five major incidences. Do you, uh, so do you have, have you been diagnosed with like anxiety disorders at all? Um, I've gone and talked, to talk no, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not, I've gone and talked to a therapist a couple times, but I've not done anything regular. Um, mine, I know that mine was, and, and in talking was caused by stress from my, the, the way it was described to me was the job I had that I left was super stressful and I was like, well, I left the job. Why am I still having issues? And, there, and, mm-hmm. and the response was, that's because your mind was so used to so much activity at such high intense levels that you don't have that now. So it's finding it in other routine things. So you're in traffic and you don't have that control. It's going gonna, it's gonna to trigger it. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, little things, getting in an elevator triggers it. Right, like really? Oh yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm a, spaces. I'm He's taking the stairs. I'm taking the stairs. I mean, He's we we went to Disney with the kids, and we stood in line for the haunted mansion. I get in, everything's cool. They close the door. I pushed them out of my way to kick the door open to get out. Wow. You know, we get on a roller coaster. I did several roller coasters. I was fine. We get on one. The thing comes down over my head instead of just a lap belt. I rip it off, and I'm like, "Let me out." Yeah, feeling confined. Yeah. I get that. It's yeah. a claustrophobic so, thing, and it, it, yeah. You know, so. and that it, it, it's so. I, I mean, and it's funny because I've, I'm officially in middle age, right? And I've mm-hmm. I'm talking to more people 
that, that are my age and, and like, I'll let something, we don't really talk about it, right? Guys don't really sit and talk about this, that, or the other, but, um, right. you know, you let a little something slip and then someone's like, Hey, that happens to me too. And, the, and, yeah. and they're the same, the same thing yeah. everywhere. So that's why I always say like, it's so important for people to talk about it because you think you're alone in this. You think you're crazy. And then you realize like, Oh shit, this is normal, dude. And yeah. it's such a relief. Yeah. I have a good buddy of mine. Same. He had the, I mean, this started for me with a panic attack in the middle of the night seven years ago. Really? Yep. Yeah. He thought he was having a heart attack. Middle Cold sweat, middle of the night, couldn't breathe. I just, you know, and, um, and then I had another one in traffic, just in a turn lane. Cars were around me, blocked me in and I lost it like a week later. And then I was fine for about a year. And then I've had about three or four since, but my buddy was like, I was just sleeping and I woke up out of nowhere. And my life has never been the same. You know, he's going through that right now and it's, it's tough. Wow. I think a lot of it too is with our, with some of the role reversal things in our house with him taking care of the kids more than he ever had prior with him having resp- some of the responsibilities that I used to take a hundred percent of and him kind of sharing those it's, you know, it stresses people out like, yeah. Oh, I have to be in charge of all this shit. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, but like, it, I think it's just a, you know, it's part of, like I told him all the time, I was like, you kind of know what it feels like to be a mom <laughs> because you're, you're having these feelings. And first of all, men don't talk about this stuff. They should. But second of all, a lot of men don't ever experience those role reversals in their relationships or their marriages. And so they don't have those feelings, you know? And so, yeah. you know, I told him, I was like, it's, uh, you know, it's important that you, that you talk to somebody about that and let them know how you're feeling. Cause it's normal, but mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, in case you do need something like a, a med that you can take when you're in the middle of a panic attack, or you do have some coping mechanisms to talk yourself down. Um, cause when, like when we do fly, I have to be like on alert mm-hmm. with him because it's like, if he's going to get ready to blow, I have to be ready to go grab like a flight attendant and be like, okay, look, we're, we're so gonna, here's the we're crazy to hold part. this guy down. Like, it's well, here's, get- it, well, the crazy part is I can drive to the airport. I don't think about a flight ahead of time. I can drive to the airport. I'm fine. I can board the plane. I'm fine. I can sit on the tarmac. I'm fine. Take off, fly, descending. No problem. As soon as wheels are down. I need to be off that plane. I get it. In two seconds or I'm losing it. Yeah. I get it. Right. There's no, there's no like, take it easy. Nope. Let me off. I will jump out this window. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in this too with mm-hmm. so many other people and you're at there. You can't leave until I right. get it. I feel that. That That is where I have my issues. None of the other stuff, you know, yeah, and it's, so it's crazy. I basically I'll get first him, class and just sit up front. I make him drink. Because it, it relaxes him a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, now listen, we're going to bland. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at the ready stand position. So I just need you to sit until I make eye contact with this flight attendant. And she knows, because I already talked to her, that the second they're going to open the door, she said, I can run you to the front. But you got it. Like it's, it's like, you got to sit here until she looks at well, me. And I've even offered, I'm like, look, I'll get off. And when everyone's off the plane, I'll come back for my bag. Like, and I'm not just trying to get out early, right? Like I just need to be right. on they're, they're very good right. we've never had a flight attendant that said no she wasn't gonna so let I, us off but i let her know like wait, i always let you them know go to the flight attendants and you're like we need to be off first i tell the flight attendant like, okay i tell the flight attendant my husband is claustrophobic when we land this plane if y'all don't let us off first, you're gonna be calling a marshal you're gonna have to have somebody come because it's literally it's like dave's 
he can't sit in his skin. So, so I have to have him, I have to, I have to escort him off the plane. The, the two things I've found, one, when I went to talk to the, the therapist, I don't talk much. And, and we met, I was still working, but until I left work, like I've probably talked more in this podcast than I did for five years when I was out of work. And I, so my first therapy session, she's like, you're going to talk? And I'm like, I am. And she's like, but you're not saying words. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that I learned to talk a little bit there. Uh, but the other thing was my, I have a watch that has my heart rate on it. So as we're landing, I can, I can watch my heart rate and I can see it wow. start climbing. So I That's have, not so then I, well, no, I start playing games with, all right, can you lower it one? Can you lower it two? And I, and I distract myself. And that's actually where my candy crush started coming from. Because I can Mm. bury myself in there and not pay attention to anything around me. And I can can sneak through a little bit of time. So they're wonderful. Why, thank you, Mr. Candy Crush. Sorry for putting such a beat down on your level one. So anyway, that's, that's middle age. Interesting. I didn't know that about you. So yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. So, <laughs> super good times. I'm, this talk was really helpful, and I'm glad. That I'm going to get on the plane and be like, hi, um, my friend Meredith said this was okay. I just want to be off first. Um, no big deal. If you could just hold everyone else and let me off, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. They're going to be like, no. Meredith Mason, he said it was okay. Mm. So. Well, no, tell them, like, I'm not trying to get off early. I'll come back for my bag. I'll just stand right off the edge and, you know, I'm not, you know, and they'll be like, oh, just take your stuff. Don't give them that option. Just take your bag and go. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to come back. That's just silly. So, yeah, so good vibes tomorrow, everyone. It's all going to be just fine. Just just as you get to the airport, um, be vigilant about washing your hands. Have your hand sanitizer at the ready. Don't touch your face. Keep your mask on at all times. It, you're adding things for me. No, no. These I, are just the normal things that need to be done right now. That's it. Okay. Well, I get it. I mean, I know I've had a year of friggin' hammered into my brain cells of how to be clean. I need to know how not to have a heart attack and die without drugs. Uh, I feel Maybe like I, just where, but at, what about those um, things you like to listen to pop your earbuds yeah, in those things that you like calming. Yeah. Like murder documentaries. Right. That'll help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Rachel sent a message in. Just bring a note from Meredith. Do you want me to write you a note? I'll write you a note. <laughs> Just could you imagine if you passed a note to the flight attendant? It was like, my friend Meredith said. Give Tiffany, I, Meredith, give Tiffany permission. <laughs> to I whom used to it may concern, my, my friend Tiffany Jenkins is very claustrophobic. She'd like to get off the plane first. So please escort her off uh, immediately upon arrival. I'm situationally it depends on whether or not I'm cla- like I'm claustrophobic in general, but if I don't think about it, I'm fine. My main issue is the dark thoughts in my head mm. of things happening. And it's not like, you know, just thinking about a plane crash. Like I visualize all the horrendous carnage. I oh, just, wow. 
Let's change the subject and yeah. talk about 12 pregnancy gadgets. But that's also normal too, Tiffany, because I was talking to a friend in the neighborhood the other day and she was like, and when I was on the highway the other day, I thought it like, what if somebody hits me and then I careen off and then all of a sudden we're all hanging by our seatbelts and the kids are, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? And she's like, sometimes I just, I worry about these things and it gets very graphic and it's like, it, yeah, but we do. And that wasn't something that I ever, what is that noise? Uh, that was Until me. you had kids. That was Until me. I had kids. Same. Until I had yeah. kids. So thank I'm you, like, children. I'm like, how can I get to the buckles on time? Who do I buckle first? Like if we go in the water, do I swim each of them up individually? Do I try to make myself a turtle shell for them to perch upon <laughs> my back until help comes? Like what? I think about it all. Turtle shell it for sure. Yeah. Children, put your heads back. I have to do deep breaths. I'm getting, You're I don't good. know if it's the light from the lamp or like this conversation, but I have to remember I, I to do want to know though. I want to know because right before we started the podcast today, you said that you moved your podcasting equipment, which screwed everything up, by the way. No. It did. It made everything great. Look at this background. I want to know why you moved your podcasting equipment downstairs after having it upstairs. Because it's a lot of equipment. It's not a quick move. Um, because sometimes when I'm sad, I feel like different random things will make me happy. And like I've been in this weird funk, this existential crisis, if you will, this identity crisis. And like I was talking to my husband about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have this online persona of being anxious and napping and sucking at diets. And it's like what people relate to and it's what they know me as. So have I like, am I able to be anything other than that? Or in my mind, is it like, Tiffany, this is what people like about you. So you have to continue being anxious and lazy and, you know, a mess. And so I was talking to my husband about it. I, I'm like, I just don't know who I am anymore or what I want. Maybe Maybe if I have a bigger office space, I'll be able to think clearer. Mm. Like maybe if I bring my podcast stuff down into the office, I'll be more productive because the closet is close to the bed and I'll get more work done if I'm not in the bedroom as much. And then he got mad at me. I'm like spilling my heart out and he's like, but you just asked me to move your desk to this one place and now you want it move? Like that's a little annoying. And I was like, I'm telling you that I'm having a crisis and you're making this about you. And then we got into a little thing. And so out of spite, I was like, you know what? I don't even need you. And so I literally hauled all this crap downstairs by myself. I almost broke my ankle off, broke a chair leg. But he's like, do you need help? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to inconvenience you with my desires for a new space. Step aside. So I'm just like struggling and hobbling down the stairs to get my stuff down here. And I did. I moved my desk and my computer and I hooked all the cords up. And then I brought this one downstairs and I hooked it all up with zero help from him. Did it by myself. Except you put the equipment together wrong. Allegedly. <laughs> and we've got great sound. We've got great sound today. So I don't see an issue. That was after Thank Drew Dave. came in and fixed it. Seamless. <laughs> flawless well i'm gonna to respond to your crisis oh okay and, and i don't typically speak like this but f it. so oh. that's what i have to say because 
what? you know, I'm sitting here looking at the two of you who have, who are amazing. You have created and built something from absolutely nothing. And you can do whatever you want online, <sighs> offline. It really doesn't matter. So it. that's it. Wow. Yeah. What do you want to do? That's where you need to spend and, and your And I say, on. I say that because we have that same conversation here with her. Yeah. Oh, at least twice a week. Really? Yeah. Really? At yeah. least. I'm always thinking about new things and new ways to do things and is it time for this or that or a shift? Because you just, the thing with the thing, cause people are all built differently. Right. So like some people, um, are very th- logical thought based, like, you know, like we talked about this. Remember we talked about the internal monologue, how, mm-hmm. when we are thinking our, our own voice is talking to us and we're having conversations. Whereas a person like Dave, like he doesn't hear a voice in his head. It's just, he has thoughts, but it's not like these internal conversations in this monologue like, okay, I got to go do this now. And then I'm going to do that where we hear our own voice kind of yammering at us all the time. And we are very creative people where we like, like I've said it on the podcast before, I see things in video. Like when I have a thought, it plays through like a video and I know what I want to put here and what I want to go there and this and that. And I think you're the same exact way. Like when you have an idea for a new video, you can see the thing play out in full like start to finish and then you yeah. make a plan to, to, to film it or script it or whatever. Dave and people like Dave with this other like thought based logical composition, they don't have thoughts or visions or ideas like that. Not that they're not creative people. They're just more about putting the pieces together. They're the engineers where we're the creative ones that are like the building should look like this and it should have this. Yeah. So I think when you're a person that has thoughts, like the way we process thoughts, and we have them, it can be very distracting in our own brains because we have so many of them that happen all at the same time that organizing them and getting them to all the way through to the end is difficult. And I think that's where you get a lot of that anxiety and that tension and these, and these things that go on because your brain just fires in very weird ways, you know? Yeah. And at least that's what I think. That's what I, you know, that's what I, I just, I'll find myself like trying to be healthy. Right. And I'm like, well, I can't really talk about it because people, because I'm the person who people that struggle with being healthy come to, to feel better. You know what I mean? Or like, if I want to make myself look nice, I have to make a joke about it because people, um, who don't, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when I first started this, I was a mess and I still am, but there's things that I want to improve on, but I'm so terrified that if I improve on those things that people are going to think I've changed or that, you know, we've talked about this before, but anyway, I was talking to Drew about it and I'm like, I just want to nap all the time because I don't know who I'm, who I am, who I'm supposed to be. I, I, I'm nervous to better myself because I don't want this career, if you will, of mine to change. I don't want people to be like, well, I can't relate to her anymore because she works out and eats healthy. So that I'll go find somebody who I can relate to. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Or but but you're a person. You're supposed to evolve. You're supposed to change. Like you're. I love when people are like, "Did you forget where you came from?" And it's like, I didn't forget where I came yeah. from, but that doesn't mean I want to live there forever. That's the worst. Like it's, yeah. it's, so it's, think it's of, what it is. Think of you know when you're you're driving somewhere. You're say you're driving to I don't know Ocala or Tallahassee or whatever. You get on the interstate and you're driving. So you came from where you were, and you know you 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 started building this. And you take a rest stop in Tampa and so many people started following you and now you're in Tampa. That doesn't mean you have to stay in Tampa. If, if you don't change, you will always stay there, but you got to get yeah. back on the road and finish the journey and go. I mean, that's those that, that jump off. Maybe they only needed you for a little while. Yeah. You'll find new people along the way. And those that stay with you, they're not in it just for the singular component. They're in it for, for all of it. But I know what you're saying. When we went vegan, I didn't talk about it for I remember. for a good long while because I was worried, like, what are people going to think and what are they going to say? And and then I finally realized I was like, me going vegan and our family making this choice, number one, has nothing to do with anybody else. Number two, I'm not trying to tell other people, come be a vegan, as my grandparents say. Come be a vegan with us. Like, you could you know, eat your meat. Eat your dairy. Like that is, that's all, you know, like we did it for a very specific health reason and we made a choice and it, it is what it is. And then I finally realized like I shouldn't hide that part of who we are because it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a choice that we made. Like make your choices, feel good about your choices and do what, you know, you, you deem fit and appropriate for where you are, you know, but it was, I, I mean, it was almost... I mean, it was what? It was almost a year. I didn't mm-hmm. talk about it. And then I finally realized I don't have to, I don't have to be ashamed to be a vegan. Like it's, it's just a, it's just a choice that we made. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I mean, people find a reason to give people shit for anything. The fact that my tree was up. Yeah. Made, pissed off people. I can't believe you would be so disrespectful to the holidays prior to Christmas to have your, like, whoa, I just like the shiny lights. Okay. Yeah. I just like the shiny lights. It's been a rough year. I, you know what? I'm going to keep this tree up until I feel solid. Like that's what we're going to do right now. And the fact that it pisses you off that much has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. I agree. So, and so, yeah, that's why my stuff's downstairs. <laughs> Because I thought that having a clear open space would help me be more creative for some reason. Maybe I thought it will. that having a clean environment that isn't just clothes and shoes stuffed in the corner of my closet might allow me to create more. And so that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, my poor husband had trouble comprehending it and thought, I don't know what he thought, but. We moved Meredith out of the closet. She was in the closet for a couple of years. Yeah. That's where my office was, was in the closet. She might, she might still be in there. <laughs> We're waiting to find out. Anyway, yes. so just be you. So thank you. And, and uh, that's, that's yeah. all that matters. I feel like I'm always... Um, what's the word? Analyzing? Every but that's your, that's your right. brain. That's the way your brain works. And somebody just said it in the feed. Um, what, what brings people to you is your personality and your, how charismatic you are and how funny you are and how empathetic you are. Not if 
whether you um, eat a bean burrito for lunch or uh, a salad. Oh, stop, stop, stop. We went to salsa, salsa, salsa. We didn't, why does they care? Why does anybody care? you were care? making fun of <laughs> me about going to salsa, 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 so and this, Tiffany was jumping on board with this it. This restaurant couple episodes opened ago. up in our neighborhood um, about a month or so ago, and I I like Mexican food, but I can only eat it every once in a while. My my bowels are just not built for it. And so I always tell Dave, like every time he wants to go to a, like get Mexican food, I'm like, okay, it's only been a week since I've had it. I can't have it again because it'll mean like three days in the bath. Like I can't. So he got all excited about salsa, 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 this restaurant that just opened up. I told her I should go work there. And I was like, so I went there and I was like, okay, I'll have the bean burrito. Um, and so, and of course it's probably my choice of what I'm eating at these Mexican restaurants too. Like I love bean burritos. Well, when you're like a vegan, he wants to show everybody that this is his Taco Bell employee of the month award. Oh my God. He is a two time employee of the month at Taco Bell. It's a good thing. I didn't know him when he was working there. I might've snatched him up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, best bean burrito I've ever had. We've been back twice. Wow. Wow. I, my bowels hate me, but I'm just like, and right now I'm kind of like, can we go to salsa, salsa, salsa as soon as this is done? Cause I would hammer a bean burrito right now. Oh my God. Delicious. Don't know what they do to it. Probably has beef in it or something. Cause I just tear through it, but it, they swear they're vegan, which I love it. Maybe they can beans. sponsor you. Maybe they can sponsor salsa, salsa, salsa. I don't know. It was just a really good. <laughs> You could be the spokesperson. They have a big cardboard cutout of you, like Jared from Subway. Dude, I don't want to be so like shocking. Jared from Subway. Yeah, that's <laughs> he, another episode. That's a, he went to jail. I don't want to go to jail with Jared. Did you hear the tapes? What tapes? Of Jared Fogel. No. T- talking to, oh, traumatizing. Talking to who? A kid? No, about kids. To a woman who he trusted who was secretly recording him. Oh, no, I didn't see this. It's traumatizing. I don't recommend it, but I did listen to it. So he just talks about how he enjoyed being a pedophile? Um, he's trying to get the woman to recruit. Oh, really? Yeah. That's terrible. I don't think this is a good subject to get in right at the end of the podcast, no, but I don't, I don't know what that was I that wanna... question that somebody just asked? You and You and Dave are very much alike. Do you think Drew and I are alike? No, no, no. I don't think Dave and I are like either. I think you and I are like, yes, you and and I think that Dave and Drew are like, yeah, I agree with that. I think we have lots of, we're just different. We're different. We're we're different. We're, we are, we have a lot of similarities, but we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. The, the Dave that you know right now, Tiffany is way different than eight years ago even way different than four years ago, like significantly. So, yeah. So what are you saying? He's just like, as, as we've ventured out to do these things, it's changed a lot of our. For Drew? Is that what we're talking about? No, no, I'm speaking of me personally. It's changed. Like being along for this ride has changed how I think about things and, and see them. And that's just how I do things. Yeah. And like, I, 
I'm a less intense version of what I used to be, but I'm still way more intense than you. Like, I feel like I'm an intense person and you're definitely Mm -hmm. more. Well, I internalize a lot of my stuff, whereas I feel like you are very vocal about a lot of your stuff. Yeah, I'd yeah, say I'm probably your thoughts and opinions about things. Yeah, I'm pretty um, vocal. There's a side to me I feel like that people don't know because I'm still in the stage of wanting to please people. And I'm still so unsure of myself that it's hard. It sounds so stupid, but it's hard for me to have opinions about things sometimes because I'm not confident in my thought processes. And so I'm pretty neutral. Like if I can see all sides of every situation, I can put myself in other people's shoes. I can make arguments for both sides. I never feel super passionately one way about anything because I feel like there's always room to see all angles of it. But I think that's an amazing quality to have. So you and I probably would not, you and I probably would have not spoken to each other eight years ago. (laughs) Really? So it's about getting the job done in the most effective, efficient way that will benefit the most. And everyone has a role and you do your role and I do my role and the next person does their role and we're successful. And how you feel, how you feel about your role and what's happening really doesn't matter. Oh, so that, that has shifted for me significantly. Good, because you realize that oh, yeah. if our and it's with I think I can speak generally really quick, all mainly f- females, but I can't speak on everything. But I feel like if our minds are not okay, we're not going to be productive. We're not going to feel romantically inclined. We're not going to you know our minds are such a huge integral part of who we are and the way that we function. And I think that if somebody isn't taking the time to understand our minds, then we're certainly going to close off a little bit because it's really important that you pay attention to that. And I'm not speaking specifically about my husband. I think he's learning that if if you don't care about my brain or where I'm at and you don't put a little love towards this, that you're not getting any of that down there. If a boss doesn't care about my mental well-being, then my productivity is going to be compromised because this shit up here is a disaster and needs to be organized. And you can help me with that by asking, what can I do? What do you need? You know? So you want a good laugh? I love a good laugh. So I, I was a physics teacher and then I became an assistant principal and without getting to where and who and all that stuff, my first role was overseeing directly overseeing six women and driving change and working with them. Our meetings were super fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Because I'm like, we're doing <laughs> yep. this. And they're like, why? I'm like, because we are. But why? Just do it. It was, yeah. it was, yeah. It was we're wrong. I was wrong in many ways. And complex creatures. But when nurtured properly, we can make your life an amazing place. Well, and it goes back to the whole thing that like he and I struggle with where when I say things, when we have conversations and I say things like, well, do you want to have hamburgers for dinner? And he'll be like, well, I don't, I want, I want, um, cauliflower tacos. Okay. So you, you don't want hamburgers for dinner. And he's like, no, I, I just said that I want cauliflower. 
Well, I just thought maybe, you know, cause like I wanted hamburgers, right? So like I'm trying instead to, of saying, but instead of me saying I want hamburgers, which is what he wants me to say, I pose it as a question so that I, so that it, I'm not trying to impose my will of the hamburger on him. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, I need you to understand that me posing it as a question is me trying to be polite and have a conversation, but I really just want a hamburger and yeah. I don't care that you want cauliflower tacos, but I want you to want to have the hamburgers. Cause you know that I want to have the hamburger. Burgers. Yeah. And that kind of crazy drives him insane and we fight, but it's like me trying to not be like, make me a hamburger. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to be loving and nice and like, I just, would you like a hamburger? You know, like, and it's, it's, it literally, it's probably the root of 99% of our arguments. Cause I do it with mm -hmm. household chores. What are we going to eat? What, what are we going to buy? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go on vacation? We and, talked about that, right? Yes. And it just, it still lives as a part of our daily thing. And it's just, and that's, you know, and that's what it is. Um, and I, we'll end the podcast on this tiny little story um, because we're definitely not mushy gushy people, but my husband came home yesterday with the Costco tree. Mm. He showed up with the tree with outdoor lights with a Christmas moose, which I did not know was a thing, but I now own one and it lights up and it makes me happy with garland with a door wreath. And he and Matias put my tree up. They took my, my light up animals down out of the storage bins. And my living room is the tree's not decorated yet, but I, I like to do that with the kids. So I'm going to wait until we have a, a weekend. Um, but I literally just sit and I just watch the lights on the tree switch back and forth from yeah. color to white and color. And then he took my, my tree that was in there and he put it in here. So now I'm a person who has two Christmas trees. I love it. I am the it two Christmas good. tree person. Um, but it's like, marry the guy who's going to buy the tree because you won't buy the tree because I felt it to be frivolous and unnecessary, but he just knew how happy it made me when I stood in the Costco and I looked at it like it was, it was just like how you feel when you have those calming, when you do your thing, you stick your earbuds in and you feel like that meditative calm. That's me in front of a Christmas tree. Just I like, get it. Mm. So marry the guy that'll buy you the tree because it might and not. If you're already married to a guy who won't buy you a tree, then get, go to counseling and <laughs> have somebody else help him understand just having conversations. Yeah, just having conversations. Cause it's not like this was, like I said, this is year 17, right? So this is not necessarily wow. something he would have done year one or year two, or but 10. Right. or 10 for that matter. But it takes time and it's an evolution of things. And she so sat, she sat at Costco, like, uh, what was the little red rider BB gun? What was the kid's name when he was oh, looking at, he wanted the gun so the bad. Christmas story. Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. Christmas story. Yeah. Anyway, but it was just, you know, and he knew that it was, and that, that's the thing is like, we're not, we're not like necessary flower people or, or like jewelry people where we give you, you know what I'm saying? But it's like the With fact fiber that optic Christmas, but tree. a fiber optic Christmas tree really made me happy. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with him and golf and golf clubs, you know, it's like, all right, you want, you want a new golf club? That's going to make you happy. Go get the club. Like Phil, you want the club, get, get the club. me that clip. ASAP. <laughs> you already just, you just got so, two new clubs. Right. I need a nap. I'm exhausted after this episode. Uh, I, I'm going to go fly a kite. I love you. Ah, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, 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 well. Join us next week for another episode of Take It, Take it or, or Leave It. 
an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no, have idea, no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Have a safe we love trip. you so much. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.